Today, our guest will drop some value bombs on multiplying your impact as a leader. Jamie Miller, founder and CEO of Mission Multiplier, a cybersecurity consulting firm, knows how to touch people's lives, his customers, his team, and his community. I've known Jamie for well over a decade, and his focus and determination always amaze me. In this episode, you'll learn why aspiring digital leaders need to hone the craft of well-packaged messages, how to translate technology strategies into business-worthy communications, and finally, the importance of thinking beyond immediate impact to ignite network effects where a broad community works towards a common mission. This one touched my heart. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Rising Digital Leaders Show. I am your host, Matthew Doan. Today's organizations are powered by digital capabilities, cloud, data science, cybersecurity, and much more. To be competitive, we must have tech-savvy leaders steering the ships. But these people don't come out of thin air. We must develop them. This show is for the technical experts of the world, those brave souls that feel unheard and lost in the crowd, but know they were born to lead. We need you to rise, to become impactful digital leaders. In these episodes, we help you undergo a self-transformation, developing the mindset and skill set that'll massively enhance your abilities, influence, and career potential. We take a different approach, pulling in lessons from philosophy, psychology, neuroscience, and history to enrich the professional and personal aspects of your life. Thank you for your time. Please subscribe to the Rising Digital Leaders Show. Now, let's dig in. Jamie Miller, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, really excited to dive in to your story and bring your insights to the world here today. So to get started, I have one question that I ask everyone here, and that is, what does it take for technology leaders to rise into the leadership realm? Wow, phenomenal question. Yeah, I mean, so technologists are really kind of focused, you know, generally on kind of solving some technical problem uh, and really how you align that to the business. How do you uh, take that technology problem? How, one, can you communicate it to is generally a big issue that I see with amazing technologists. Uh, how do you communicate it in a way that shows you know, what's the business case? You know, what value will this bring? What's the value proposition for the, the business? How do you uh, package it in a way that, you know, you can, uh, get people to understand its value. I think those are challenging uh, challenges that you'll find uh, from a technology perspective. But again, general, I think it's really communication. Uh, you know, your presentation skills and really aligning your technology solution or uh, focus with the line of business and how does that drive the drive revenue, solve a problem, and can you get people to really understand what it does and doesn't do? I think those are. Again, how you package it is, is going to be critical to, to driving to a leadership role. Yeah, I've seen that a lot myself, the ability to package. And I've seen generally you need the ability to get context for your organization, whether you're in government or whether you're in a private sector organization. The ability to really understand 
what the organization is going for strategically, what it's all about, what its culture is, what its values are. Those are things that are typically foreign for technical folks. You know, like we don't have to deal with that stuff. Honestly, we have to focus on the technical work. We're building systems. We're making capability come to life. But when you're elevating to that leadership role, you have to care about it. Are there any uh, best practices you've seen on how people can start to understand broader context of what's happening in the business? Yeah, I mean, so understanding the key stakeholders, right? Uh, so taking the time to meet with your executive team, understanding the perspective, like you said, Matt, like what's the vision? Where is the company going? Uh, understanding their uh, constraints and challenges, and then taking your solutions or ideas from a technology perspective and applying it to that framework or that understanding uh, would be in, would be critical, uh, essential, essentially for helping to really close that gap. Again, not knowing what that executive team leadership where the company is going, it's going to be hard for you to to move to that next level. So you really got to get, get ingrained with them, get them to know who you are. Uh, you know, understand your skills, your ideas, uh, and then aligning that to their business uh, vision is, is, is essential. Yeah, so true. A lot to unpack there, but I think that's a great overview and kind of aim for people to work with. All right, Jamie, so we've known each other for, for over a decade at this point. You know, we've been working in the consulting space for a long time. Uh, we've had a lot of interesting experiences working with great clients, both around the world and in the U.S., since then, you've gone and built your own business. You're down in Huntsville, Alabama now with Mission Multiplier. Please give us a little bit more on what that origin story looks like. How did you get across your career to where you are right now? Yeah, Matt, it's a crazy story. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I never thought I'd be in Alabama of all places, uh, but it's a phenomenal town. I live here in Huntsville, Alabama. We've got a phenomenal organization, uh, working with wonderful people. feel very blessed and fortunate, but the story is a good one. So Again, we rubbed elbows you know, working for a major systems integrator. Uh, just felt like had a needed an opportunity to kind of do something you know more creative, uh, have a little bit more control. Had a real personal uh, epiphany. You know, uh, my wife and I were having a family, had some struggles and uh, or some health challenges with some of our kids, and just really felt like I needed to kind of reprioritize kind of what I was doing and, and how to make impact, and uh, just kind of you know, start fresh. And, and so kind of wanted to leave, uh, I was in Washington DC area. I wanted to kind of leave that environment, uh, and, and start something new. So my wife took advantage of weak moment, uh, ultimately kind of navigated our ways down and convinced me to, to move to, to Huntsville and kind of went back to my roots, started a business and, you know, coming from Washington DC, phenomenal town. I grew up there. I love it. However, you know, it's, it's cutthroat, it's intense, it's fast paced. I felt like I didn't really have a sense of community and I was trying to build a community, build a family. And I wanted to bring to bear uh, that's that energy, you know, I'm starting uh, my own business. And so it kind of came up with the idea and this is kind of a personal philosophy that I have is like, you get what you give. Right. Um, and so let, let's take that to the the most ultimate level, like let's build a company and organization that we're, what we're going to you know inherently give both in our expertise, uh, resources, time, and financially tie that to uh, our community. So for every hour an employee works, uh, we direct a portion of our company profit to a local charity of their choice. So it really empowers and inspires uh, our team to know that, that, that they're really connected uh, and, and are making a difference in the community. So really uh, it's, been, it's been exciting. Um, and we've been able to make a tremendous impact here uh, as a result of this kind of theme 
uh, we've been embraced by the community here. It's uh, it's a values-driven community, and people see us giving back, being part of uh, the community, and working with a lot of nonprofits. Not only do we give financially, but we participate in a lot of events, uh, you know, uh, fundraising activities, you know, walkathons, you name it, uh, food banks. You can you know go on and on. Uh, but people see our involvement, and they want us they want us to 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 help them and to work with them and kind of build on that energy. So it's been. It's been an exciting story. I feel it's super humble that, you know, we get to work with an amazing group of uh, folks here. We have a lot of strategic partners from other companies that we team with and support us. So it's it's been uh, it's been a journey, uh, but uh, one that I'm incredibly grateful to be on. Yeah. And you know what's something I really admire about that, Jamie, is in a world that's gone very global and virtual, you've taken on a local and physical presence. You've taken that to heart, the idea of community. Community used to mean what you're doing. Right now, it's a virtual community, social media, and people get lost in that. I mean, you're just in this ones and zeros sphere and you don't know how to connect with people as well, but you're seeing the difference. You're working with the local missions with different communities and charities and making a difference in lives. So that's wonderful. It's something that is lost on a lot of people. And I hope others are inspired to start businesses and and do what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we, you know, we, Fundamentally, you know, we have, you know, a set of core values and community is one of those uh, innovation, integrity uh, or others. So we wanted to just build uh, just a culture here where we wanted to be part of the community, but do innovative cyber work uh, to make a difference, help, uh, you know, secure the community here, uh, help protect people. We do a lot of work uh, locally here with the Redstone Arsenal, NASA, a lot, tremendous amount of commercial organizations. Um, and then we're also developing cyber products that are, that are helping move the needle. So it's, it's been an amazing opportunity and, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of work. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but, uh, it, it's, you know, tremendous impact that we're all able to make. Yeah, absolutely. So you're someone that's come up in the technical world very much in, in cybersecurity over these years. I understand you're doing that at a, at a heck of a level right now with your own company. Um, but I'm curious, as you've gone up the levels of being someone who's very technical, now you're CEO, you're leading your own company, you've got a team, you're making a difference out there in the world. That's a very different skill set. I'm curious, as you made that journey up, how are you keeping yourself sharp still in your technical world of cybersecurity? How are you maintaining enough? Uh, how are you being dangerous enough with that skill set while still being such a capable leader as a CEO? Yeah, it's a delicate balance uh, and it's hard. I mean, I'm not in the trenches every day running technical scans, configuring, you know, uh, you know, firewalls or whatever the heck I would you know, be doing back in the day. Right. Uh, so I, I just, I couldn't do those things at a level that I would once been able to do. And some of the things I probably can't even do, even if I tried now, I just haven't had enough, uh, runtime doing it. It's been a while. Uh, but you know, the, the luxury that I do have is because I, you know, do a lot of sales, you know, a lot of proposal development, a lot of teaming and strategic discussions. I get to work very closely with a lot of the subject matter experts, you know, uh, the highly technical, capable people. And, and I have to take, I have to have the ability to take their technical ideas, bringing them together, package it in a way that, you know, we can, you know, sell to the government, sell to a commercial organization or say, hey, there's this really cool problem that is out there. How do we solve it? How do we build a technology that will solve that? Right. So it's really synthesizing a lot of those technical details and then presenting it in a way that, you know, most people understand. Like I said earlier on, 
that's a massive challenge. And it's, I mean, it sounds easy, but it's really hard to do, right? So I get the luxury, the, the way I can stay sharp is just asking insightful questions of those around me uh, and understand what they're doing. And I may not know everything. However, I can have access to those people at, at a moment's notice to kind of dig deep if I have to. And I have the the chops, I mean, through doing this, you know, in my career to, to understand, you know, to that level when I need to go there. Um, but then being able to translate it to another level when I'm talking about sales or management or leadership. Uh, so it's just kind of going across the spectrum, right? To the highly technical, to the more of the, uh, I don't know, leadership carry the flag role. So uh, it's just kind of to decide when and where to go. But just, just I stay technical by having those key conversations and challenging people to make sure I understand. One of the things that I like to put a fine point on when people are thinking about making the jump to leadership is you go from working on a specific thing to leveling up and collecting all the dots, right? All of the context, all of the understanding of the capabilities that need to happen for a digital service to come to life. And you go from collecting them then as the leader to connecting the dots and you start seeing relationships, you start seeing how teams can better interact with themselves or with broader parts of the business. And only by taking that broader angle view, can you actually start to lead effectively? You can't be in the trenches as much. You can't afford to because someone needs to have that bigger picture viewpoint where you're collecting all the dots and giving synthesis of what is and maybe what needs to be. You talk a lot about multiplying. It's mission multiplier is your business. Can you talk a little bit on what that means to you to multiply? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, the whole idea, again, the intrinsic idea of mission multiplier was we wanted to enable the mission of our, our team, the employees, their families, uh, in the community, right? So when we come in, we're making exponential impact. Uh, this idea of connectivity. So, hey, if, one, if we're doing something, it's going to help our family, it's going to help the community, and everybody wins, right? So it's not just kind of looking at a, you know, super singular view of, hey, I'm, I'm here just to get a paycheck, or I'm here just to do this, this one thing. We're, we're tying in what we do to help uh, writ large, and also kind of building that as a, as a, a role model for others and say, hey, we can be, you know, be in business and also kind of have impacts and arms to, to other organizations and help others. Uh, so as we move forward, we're carrying others with us. And in, in, in theory, and this is an, actually, in actuality now, those organizations are also propelling and helping us. They're helping us, you know, drive, you know, uh, recruiting, helping us ID, you know, opportunities. So all this goodness that we're doing all kind of comes back to us as we kind of build on on this philosophy that we're kind of built on this. Let's multiply the missions uh, of everybody that we touch. Um, I think it's like I said, it's been powerful uh, and unique, and um, it's been working. Honestly, I, 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 every day I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, this is it was an idea however many years ago. Now this is, is really an actuality. So super humbling to know that uh, you know taking this idea and, and made it into something and. Uh, even have other people reaching to us to say, hey, how do we replicate this? And again, that's been humbling as well. It's a great outcome. When I think of multiplying, I also think of a book I read several years back. It was called Multipliers by Liz Weissman. It's a lot in the leadership circles. You read this as a suggested book. And the main idea is that if you have the right 
person or small team in place within an organization, they can start to have network effects where they do a little and then it cascades across the business and, and lots of good ha goodness happens. In your case, I'd imagine that as you help clients build in great cybersecurity capabilities, they get the confidence that they're more resilient, more secure. They can take more risks as an organization, be a little bit more aggressive in the market. Uh, have you seen anything like this when you've been consulting to your organizations? A hundred percent. And I, I clearly can't articulate the way, uh, you know, that your author in your book that you mentioned, but that's exactly right. I mean, we, we, as we grow and, and cultivate the people in our organization, they're, they're slowly making more impact. And this is butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it. We're able to do more, create more, have more, uh, resilience. It helps them to, to take more risk. Like you said, uh, to our commercial companies can go into new areas uh, you know, feel stronger about, you know, taking some reaches um, it, all through our support. And, and we're basically an enabler for them to, to grow and secure their business and it helps them to, to do more. So spot on. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better. Next thing I'd like to cover when we talk about general leadership. So you've got a lot of experiences, whether it's in the consulting side, running your own business as CEO, working to help other organizations be the best they can be. And you're working with a lot of technical folks along the way. Frankly, a lot of our audience are those folks that aspire to where you are today, leading a business, running an organization, and they don't know how to get there. I'm curious, what might prevent certain people today, what hesitations are they facing as they go from technical expert to leader of an organization? Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, this is a challenge. So I, I have kind of a stump speech on this. So as you know, if you're super tech, technically oriented, that's phenomenal. You need to have that as a baseline. But I, again, my personal belief system on this, and I've kind of seen this, you know, across the board is if you're super technical, Hey, I'm running this particular, you know, code. Uh, I'm running this scan. I can figure this box better than anybody. All to kind of get to the next level, you have to take that expertise and that critical thinking you have in that one specific area. You have to apply it to a broader area. So, critical thinking, kind of from a broad perspective, communication slash presentation skills, and then writing skills. So believe it or not, you know, yes, there's a technical need that we're all technically minded and we're kind of all in this, you know, cybersecurity is super technical, but the people that have the most impact when it comes to a leadership role also have the ability to present, communicate and write. So if you can't write, if you do a penetration test, for example, and you're a phenomenal hacker and you can hack in anything, but you can't write your report in a meaningful way or compelling way the that the some of that's lost right some of your amazing talents and what you did and how you pivoted and exfiltrated the network it's lost on some of the audience right but if you can write and communicate what you did and the impact of it people get to see that right and see the value and see how it ties into like the earlier conversation in the line of business and uh where the business is going how does this you know how does this empower or enable the organization to be better or take risks like we talked about earlier so just that's the big gap in my mind. That's what I see time and time again. And we've hired people. Again, they're technical, but we need you to really focus on communication, presentation, writing. If you can do that, then it's, those are the skills that are going to take you to the leadership role. I love that, especially the comments on writing. As someone who tries to write every single day, whether it's articles or blogs or even in my own journal, 
I see that as almost a keystone habit. It forces you to distill the chaos that's going through your mind and put it into coherent words and sentences. That helps you force your own thinking to be sharper. It helps you go through an editing process. And at that point, you can start to put it out to the world and you can put it in different formats. You could do like Amazon and ship out memos before every meeting where everyone has to read the narrative that is the pre-read before the meeting starts. Or it could be the foundation for a speech, a presentation, having a hard conversation with a colleague or, or a boss. And it's, it's a great forcing function. So I'm glad that you're seeing that same resonance. I would, I would honestly say for rising digital leaders, the ability to write well is game changing and it's underappreciated. I'm glad you highlighted that. A hundred percent true. Yeah. Definitely a key takeaway for your audience. So a little bit of rapid fire for you. What's a quote that gives you fuel? So, uh, you know, the, the one that I use all the time uh, is uh, do good, good things happen, right? Uh, and again, fundamental belief that, hey, if I, if I, you know, do good, you know, if I work hard, you know, I, I you know, focus my energies in a, in a productive way, I know that's going to come back to me, right? So, that's kind of how I, you know, every morning I get up, I'm super excited. I mean, obviously wouldn't be doing this, you know, cause I'm, I'm passionate about it. And that's kind of another takeaway here. You want to be passionate about what you're doing or don't do it. Uh, cause at some point you're going to derail yourself if you're not. But, uh, I, I just know that if I'm, I'm putting my best effort, you know, putting all my time and focus and energy into it, I know that it's going to come back to me. Right. I know that it might not happen immediately. Uh, but I'm going to do everything I can to, to make it the, the best possible outcome. And just live my life trying to do the, my best. And then I know it'll come back. So do good. Good things happen. I mean, I say it all the time to my team. I just say, hey, what's the highest good here, right? Um, and and that's kind of a lens that we look at. And then, you know, from there we make decisions. And then, you know, uh, things happen. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it, it'll really help uh, you in your life if you kind of take that perspective. And, and we're testing to that. Yeah, you're a living embodiment of that right now. I think the idea that it, it just boomerangs back to you. You do good, good things happen back to you in the universe. Well said. Next question, what book have you most gifted or recommended and why? Yeah, uh, that is so, uh, there's, it's so hard to answer that because I mean, like you, I mean, we're reading books all the time. The, the one, so for the people that want to start a business that, you know, business owners, people coming to me and say, hey, what would help you how to do this? There's a, a book called uh, Traction. So Gino guys, Wickman. Yeah. Gino Wickman. Thank you. Yeah, I was blanking on his name. Yeah, Gino Wickman. So Traction is something I, I give out to a lot of people. Uh, some of the people that are really kind of into, um, you know, innovative thinking, how to drive creativity. And, and uh, I like Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Vishen Lakhiani. He does the Mind Valley uh, podcast and series. I'm a big fan of his. He just put out a new book too called... Um, uh, Buddha and the badass. So th those are, I mean, first people kind of with that lens, I'll, I'll kind of recommend they read those books. Uh, but traction is, is straight up really amazing when it comes to kind of, you know, creating a business, what are the step-by-step processes really keeps you honest. Um, so anybody kind of looking to do that, that's something I always recommend. Great points. Which three people have most influenced your life? Wow. Yeah. I mean, so, it's hard to not be cliche here. I mean, obviously, um, uh, my, you know, my parents, you know, uh, 
you know, kind of grew up in a really unique way. We kind of traveled the world. I would say almost like a kind of new age hippie background, kind of traveled everywhere and kind of grew up with, Hey, what did you learn? Not what your grade is, or, you know, you know, did you get a good score on the test? And it was just, Hey, what did you learn? Did you think critically? I mean, it's kind of, it sounds bizarre, but, uh, it's kind of how I was raised. Um, so my parents, uh, my brother, uh, again, probably because of that, the way we've ever brought up, he was a, he's an entrepreneur as well. He started a, a cloud computing company um, and uh, actually did incredibly well. One of the, you know, uh, him and several other guys, and they sold it for an insane amount to a massive system integrated company, integrator company. Uh, so he's just, you know, he did it before, um, you know, I started up and kind of inspired me to kind of, you know, take, take the leap back into entrepreneurship. Um, so, uh, yeah. And just the people that I've worked, I've had some past bosses and we talked, you know, previously, some people that really informed my upbringing, uh, you know, professionally, just learned what it takes, uh, and, and, you know, how to deliver and learn delivery and, and learn to engage with the client. So really my family and then, you know, his legacy of really amazing bosses that I've worked with that have been really fortunate to kind of guide me through my career and, and, and part uh, key lessons to me around leadership and uh, just discipline, right? Process discipline and, you know, the X's and O's, blocking and tackling for delivery and, and building a team, uh, managing things like that, that you just, you know, you're not going to learn unless you do it, right? And uh, was able to have those experiences. Wonderful. The The comment you had with your parents that they taught you how to think not necessarily judging you for your grades and, and being great at standardized tests, but your ability to think critically and take in a lot of context and understand your environment and make smart decisions in life. That's something that the certification-based world in, in technology doesn't reward as much, critical thinking. And you're learning that from an early age. You can see the, how that guides someone as they become a leader over time in life. Yeah, it's it's been fundamental to my, you know, just my being, right? And, you know, hey, do I really understand this? Breaking down complex problems, understanding, you know, what they are, how to present them and articulate them has been incredible uh, value and benefit for me personally. But yeah, it's never been about, you know, did I get an A or my number one in the class? You know, it's always like, hey, well, what did you learn? How can you apply that? <laughs> so uh, different perspectives than I think a lot of the modern day parenting you probably see now, but, uh, I'm grateful to have had that opportunity. Yeah. Mastery goes well beyond theory. Here's one. If you were starting your career right now, what advice would you give to your younger self? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I kind of was, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to, I mean, honestly, cybersecurity didn't even exist, right? When I was just starting out or, you know, even, you know, getting into the field, uh, it was certainly not the way it does now. And so what I would, number one thing I would say is, you know, follow your passion, like find what you're passionate about and, and then go after it. Right. And know that, you know, and be disciplined about it. Like, you know, a lot of people just kind of I don't know how to say this in another way, but like they kind of float, right? They're kind of floating out there and they have no real intention around, oh yeah, hey, I'm doing this job, this can't happen and I'm doing this and, and but they don't really put structure around, well, okay, hey, I'm passionate about this. Okay, well, how do I want to um, realize that passion and define something for them, right? And then they go after it. 
And otherwise, you know, most people are just kind of floating and, oh, this came up. It sounds good. Blah, blah, blah. And, and there are other people are kind of dictating them. Uh, and I certainly had times in my life where that was the case. But if I was younger, I'd say, hey, there's a realization that don't don't let others dictate kind of where where you're going and how you're going to look. Define that yourself and then align that with what you're passionate about uh, through a myriad of experiences. And, and you know, ultimately, you'll get there and then then run after it. Spot on. I think cultivating your passion and, and taking opportunities to see what resonates with you is important. And you can expect that to change over time, right? What you're starting out with is passion. It's going to change. You're going to have different experiences. You're going to see different people, different things in life, and you have to expect that to change. But to your point, know what it is, lock in on it, and then be disciplined about pursuing it. Make the most of that passion before you change as a person and you evolve to the next thing. And that's a beautiful process. Yes. No, you nailed it, Matt. Uh, that's exactly it. Well said. Uh, a few wrap-up questions for you, Jamie. How do you rise each day? Yeah, um, I have young kids, <laughs> so I wish they was uh, more disciplined. Uh, my wife and I, on several days a week, we get up super early and uh, walk. Also, uh, other days, you know, I'll, I'll, it depends. I don't have a standard process, and I probably should. I do have a, a younger one who gets up super early and sometimes will, you know, body slam us in our bed. Uh, and uh, that's interesting. But, um, you know, I, I don't like to get on my phone right away. Uh, you know, I like to kind of have uh, a time in the morning, you know, going through my routine, getting ready for work, uh, kind of being thoughtful about, you know, hey, what do I need to accomplish? You know, kind of thinking through goals for the day. Um uh, even if it's while I'm brushing my teeth and, and kind of just following the normal pattern, but just kind of thinking about how I'm going to mentally uh, prepare myself for what I need to accomplish, getting my mentality right um, and kind of visioning, uh, you know, key objectives for the day. Uh, typically at night, you know, I kind of set those objectives for the next day. And then, like I said, in the morning, I'm not really looking at my phone right now. I'm just thinking through my, I kind of thought of last night and how I'm going to mentally prepare for those. So, it's different each day. I don't have a standard kind of go-to, but like I said, uh, try to incorporate some type of physical activity, some type of reflection exercise or meditation around kind of what I'm going to do for the, for to be tactical or, or impactful for the day. Where can people find you online? Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in our business, missionmultiplier.com, uh, we have a, a contact site there. I, I would also encourage you to, to look me up on LinkedIn. I'm always uh, looking to uh, tag up with like-minded individuals, uh, post a lot of content on LinkedIn, uh, specific to the cybersecurity field, uh, as well as some additional leadership information sometimes. So yeah, follow me on LinkedIn and, and my that's my number one platform or go-to platform. I'm on everything else, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, but LinkedIn is really my go-to. And then likewise, uh, my, my website, if, if you want more specific information about our organization. Wonderful. You're speaking to a lot of rising digital leaders right now. What closing message would you like to leave with them? Yeah, just uh, excited that you're even listening to this, you know, take the information to heart. I mean, you know, you know, focus on where you want to go and, you know, what you want you, where you want to be and just, you know, take the steps to get there, uh, find mentors, find people that are going to help you surround yourself with people that are going to challenge and enable you. Uh, and then just keep yourself accountable to, you know, where you want to go. And, and I have no doubt that you all will get there and uh, just keep at it and uh, excited to be part of this uh, uh, conversation and, and, and grateful that uh, you all have the opportunity to listen to me. 
Jamie, well said. Thanks for the time today, my friend. Thank you so much, Matt. Really appreciate it. Great work. This is your host, Matthew Doan. Thank you for listening to the Rising Digital Leaders Show. Again, my mission is to help you elevate your career as a digital leader and live a thriving life. I hope this episode sparks new thinking and helps you take meaningful action in your world. If you enjoyed the experience, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a five-star review. That's it for now. Until next time, my friends, stay virtuous.